You're listening to The Millionaire Underdog. Hi everyone and welcome to The Millionaire Underdog, the podcast that dives deep into the stories of remarkable entrepreneurs who defied the odds and turned their challenges into triumphs. I'm your host Sander and I'm joined by my producer Didier. And together we are here to bring you inspiring conversations with those who've navigated the stormy seas of business, transforming setbacks into stepping stones towards success. Today, ladies and gentlemen, we are joined by no one less than Bart Taverna. He owns Business But Peace. He calls himself a consultant with soul in the middle, mentoring freedom, coach, creator of innovative perspectives on life and business, and he is determined to help his clients find financial freedom and location independence. Hi Bart, how are you doing today? Hello Sander, I'm fine, thank you so much. So Bart, um, we had a brief conversation before we started recording, but maybe can you tell our listeners who you are and what you do? Well, you, you said it very well yourself. Um, so my name is Bart uh, Taverne. Um, I'm 48 from Belgium. I live in Spain and I work as a consultant with a soul in the middle, as you said, and especially working with entrepreneurs, professionals, um, helping them to, to find more clients, to attract more clients, actually. Because this is a fundamental difference uh, for me, the attraction. And um, to, to be able to work location independent, that's also very important. That's why I live myself in Spain. And also to transform yeah, mindsets and, 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 and conventions about money, about the financial things. Sounds amazing. So indeed, you're, you're really trying to help your clients find freedom. But yourself, you, you're from Belgium, but you now you live in Spain. What was the idea behind moving to Spain for you? Well, there was no idea about moving to Spain. <laughs> there was an idea about leaving Belgium. And the reason was, um, I said to my wife, uh, I will become 45 years old. It's time to really live my life, totally live my life. And as I am uh, very interested in spirituality and growth and um, living consciously and so on, I said, what would it be if, uh, what kind of life would it be if I would leave Belgium and if we leave to Estonia, for example, because in Estonia, the, the air quality is very good. So let's leave Belgium and go to Estonia. What would that do with a person? How would, how would that feel? Because it's easy to say, I, I, I have no fears until you have to leave your comfort zone. So, um, I did a, a holiday trip, three weeks, uh, from Belgium to, uh, what is, what is it? Sweden and, uh, Finland and so on and arrived in Estonia. There fell in love a little bit with Estonia. Long story short, um, in the first lockdown, we left Belgium after, because I was born in Africa. Uh, when I was 16 or 17, I came to Belgium. And from then I lived in Belgium. We traveled a lot, but I always lived in Belgium. So that was the end of the story in Belgium. And we left. But then we arrived in Estonia. 
And I was thinking uh, from June uh, to, to, I don't know, September or something, uh, what if there is, if there would be a, a second lockdown? <laughs> you don't want to be in the winter in Estonia. You want to be in the summer in Estonia. So let's move again. Let's go to the south. But the south is very big. So is it the part of Croatia and Greece or will it be Portugal or Spain? We didn't know that. We, we said, okay, let's go for six months to the south. And we left. And we arrived finally in Portugal and then in Spain. And we went again to, to Portugal. And finally, we, we, uh, we are living in Spain now. You took your business with you or you started your business in Spain? No, no, no. My business followed me. I, I left my home and my business followed me all the way to Estonia, coming back to, to the south. And um, so the, the company is still in Belgium. When you started your entrepreneurial journey, was it, mm, did you always have the idea that you were able to move around the globe? Was that also one of your goals? It was not uh, a particular goal. It was, it's something like, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm a traveler. I, I will always be like a nomad, you know. As I said, I was born in, in, in Congo and my father was, was already 30 years. At the end, it was 30 years in Africa and we, we always traveled. So it's a kind of, it's, it's in, in, in me. I'm a traveler. It was not a goal, but, uh, I just love traveling. And moving. One day I was in, in Egypt and uh, we went to a restaurant and there was a guy who was working uh, at the roof from the restaurant. Well, we were eating like two, three meters from, from us. And he saw it was like disturbing us a little bit. And suddenly he said, without knowing what we were saying or talking about, he just shouted like, no move, no business. And we started to laugh and it, it, it's, it's like 20 years ago or something. And we did like 3000 kilometers in, in Egypt to do some research. And I never forgot that. No move, no business. You have to move. The movement is so important. And it was from a carpenter, an Egyptian carpenter. Amazing how sometimes these insights can come from maybe odd or coincidental places, mm -hmm. right? You're mm -hmm. on a roof talking to a carpenter and suddenly you, you remember that conversation 20, 20 years later. Mm -hmm. how, did you, how did you start your journey as an entrepreneur, actually? Was it also an idea someone gave you, like maybe a carpenter? Or was it something you always wanted to do? Mm -hmm. uh, no, it was like um, my childhood was tough with my father. Uh, really tough. So I, I, I came to Belgium when I was, I think, 16 or 17, and I didn't find, find my way. Uh, so I did a lot of things um, at school, but I was, not, I was not good at school. I was good at school, but I didn't study. Let's <laughs> say it like this. Um, and I preferred to, to, to move around, to, to, to buy a bike and, and a motorbike and, and, and to, to visit the country because I lived in, in Africa. So Belgium was new for me. I thought in Belgium, you, you, you didn't have to go to school, by the way. That was my belief because we only came for summer holidays. So Belgium was really the, 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 the great country for me until it was September and it became cold. Uh, 
for our listeners, during the summer, in these two months, we don't have to go to school. So when Bart visited Belgium in those two months, he, he thought, no, in Belgium, people don't go to school. That's right. Yeah, yeah. As, as, that's what I believed. Uh, that's what I believed as a, as a kid. Eh? But then when you don't want to study, my brother, he became a civil engineer. But I didn't want to study because of my childhood with my father. A lot of trauma and a lot of not knowing who you are, uh, discovering yourself, etc. So what can I do? If you don't want to study, then you have to go to work. But I didn't want to go to work. Uh, I didn't know that I had to work <laughs> in my life. I, didn't, I was not aware of, of this. Um, so let's do music because I've, I've, I've been playing music, piano, since I was five because my whole family was were musicians so it was obvious for me i love music and i'm good in in, in in piano apparently so let's go and study some music but i couldn't study again so i left that that world as well with frustration so yeah i went to a factory a glass factory because i i, I needed some money because i left my my my, my parents house because we were not agreeing on many things, so I left. And um, after six months of working in a factory, I thought, like, what's this here? People telling me when I can go to pee, when I can eat my sandwich, and where to sit and where not to sit. In the summertime, you want to sit outside to eat your sandwich, but the rule in the factory doesn't allow this. So you have to sit inside the room, which is hot, and you won't, don't want that. So after six months, nine months, I said, guys, I'm going to quit here. They didn't want to let me go. I said, okay, if you don't want to let me go, I will sit next to the machine and just read a book. Okay, long story short again, uh, I decided I will do something on my own. And if you cannot give me a few days off, then I'm, I just quit, I go. And I will read my book next to the machine, so you better let me go. They did. And I started, um, I started my uh, fashion show. In Dutch, they say Molde Spectacle. Everybody was talking about Molde shows, but Molde show, everybody used it. So for me, it was Molde Spectacle. So uh, I don't know the, the, the right English word, but... A spectacle? It's a spectacle, I think, in English. Yeah. So I said, I'm going to combine music and fashion and light and dance and everything which is inside me as an artistic and creative person and I'm going to organize shows. And I did it. And the first show, I had like 1,200 people and I worked six months on one show. It was, it was really like, it was like, bam, success. Amazing. One th how many people did you say? Were there 1,200 people Yeah. on your first show? Wow, that's amazing. But... Someone told me, yeah, Bart, you cannot just organize a show and earn money. <laughs> Why not? No, that's a rule. That's Belgium. You, you need a company. So what is a company? Yeah, this is a company and you have a check and you have to do this and you need an accountant. I said, what? <laughs> How is this possible? That's not like in Congo. In Congo, it's very different than here. No, no, no. Here, you need a company, Bart. Believe me. Go find an accountant, start your company. And it was a BVBA. Uh, in, in, in America, it's like a, a SL or something, or I don't know. 
So maybe uh, our producer Didier knows uh, what the correct uh, word is for uh, BVBA in uh, English or in American. That would be an LLC. Thank you, Didier. Yes, that was it. So I opened my company, not knowing uh, about the consequences. But two years later, I had like a lot of debts. The accountant never told me if you take some money from your company, Bart, you'll have to give it back to your company. That was one of the rules. So um, that was the start of my entrepreneurship. That's how I started. You tried and you failed and you just went with it. And, and it's, it's a strong story, I think. So now, many years later, you are here. Um, you've had numerous goals and, and trials and errors. So what are your goals right now? Is there any um, point you're aiming for? With your company at this point? Uh, for me, it's um, to be able to find absolute balance um, and to be able to, to give myself a hundred percent in everything I do, but at the same time, uh, living a balanced life. For me, my company and my, my personal life, it's like it's coming together. So I give you an example. If I wake up at uh, five in, in the morning, and I go sleep at nine or 10 in the evening. I want to be exhausted at the physically, I mean, exhausted at the end of my day. Yeah. But when I wake up at five in the morning, I want to be ready, totally ready for 80, 85% minimum. And that's the goal. Whatever challenges are coming to you, whatever I'm experiencing, whatever I have to do to being able to experience what Life exactly is everything. So the, the, the highest peaks, but every day I want to be balanced. I want to feel inner peace. I want to feel what balance exactly means, no matter what the challenges are. That's, that's the goal. Are there, were there any times where you felt, hmm, I'm now, I'm not really in balance. I'm doing something wrong here. I'm maybe working too much or maybe having too much spare time. I don't know. Every day. Every day I'm unbalanced. But unbalanced in what degree? Those who say, who will tell you that they, are, they feel balanced, for me, that's, that's like how many percent of... Uh, if you compare with, with the creator's power, you know, the creator, uh, what I mean with the creator... If I compare my balance with the creator of this, this whole thing where we are living here, how much am I balanced comparing to that force, comparing to the energy of love? How much am I balanced? Maybe half a percent? I think a bird is much more balanced than me. Can you tell us why? They can fly where they want. Look at a dog. Look at a cat. A cat can jump like two, three meters high in one jump. They just do it. But observe a cat before they jump. Look at a dog. Why do people have a dog those days? Because the dog has to do what the people cannot do it anymore by themselves. So the balance that I'm talking about, it's like, um, yeah, it's, it's like the, 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 the highest level of balance I'm talking about. That means that your, 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 You, you, you know your body perfectly. You know your emotions. You, you can work with your mind and your emotions and your body together. And all this is energy. 
So if you are able to control everything like this and control your energy, then you can start to talk about balance. But comparing to the balance I want to reach, it's a daily struggle. Comparing to many other people, I'm okay. Entrepreneurship is filled with a lot of challenges. Is, is this one of the big challenges you are trying to solve? No, the challenge is showing me how much balance I can improve. I need a challenge every day in order to evaluate myself at the end of the day. If I don't have the challenges, how can I improve myself? How can I evaluate myself? Is it sometimes often, maybe this is a weird question, um, but you're talking indeed about, about balance and about improvement. Is, do we sometimes as entrepreneurs, maybe we want to improve a bit too much? Is that true? Are we maybe sometimes a bit too hard on ourselves? Uh, for me, it feels like, um, like, like the desire we have. We all have a desire. The desire wants us to, to achieve everything. We just, we don't want to improve a little bit. We want everything. Yeah. So when did it come to my consciousness? It was when I stopped breathing. Uh, I'm a, a, a breathing instructor. Um, and one day I was so impressed by my coach that, um, I wanted to stop breathing like for as long as possible. I did like five minutes when you're laying down there, you don't think anymore, but when you stop stopping breathing, then you understand what breathing means, what the desire means. You absolutely want to live. That's the desire, but If you, if you follow that desire, you just observe that desire and you go with it from the morning to the evening. You just observe it and you don't fight it. Then it feels like we cannot stop. It feels like we are too, too severe, too, 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 too heavy, too, too, you know, we want to, we, we try to fight the things, but that's not the case. If you, Go with the flow of the desire. That's the natural thing. So you want to grow because you don't want to have like 100,000 euros or dollars. You want to have all the dollars from the world. You, you, you want everything. That's a desire. But the problem is when we cannot stop the desire, then we cannot sleep anymore. We, 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 we need to be able to stop it. We need to be able to tell to ourselves we're good enough, we can grow, we can go for it, but also like we need it, we need some time off. We, we we cannot think always about that. We need to enjoy the little things. Is that is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, but what I actually want to say is at the end of your day, uh you lay down, like for example, me, I lay down on the ground on a small mattress, and then I'm just Going over my day, did I give everything I could? Where, what were the points where I could improve today? And how I'm, how am I going to improve it tomorrow? So it's like, like you, you, you go for an overview with yourself and just being honest to yourself, like, come on, that was an excuse. 
or I was so lazy today or, you, you know, that's the improvement. But you need to be honest with yourself and just ask yourself, did I give everything I could? Is that the reason why I'm exhausted physically? Am I happy with my, with my deeds, with my, with my actions? No? Okay, tomorrow, do more. Until you feel like that was everything I could do. Maybe tomorrow I will be better and next year I will be better and maybe other people are better than me. But I really, I really feel that I, I gave everything I could. You feel like someone who is highly motivated and highly passionate about what, what you do. Where did this come from? Well, when you talk about motivation, look at DJ. <laughs> He is also very motivated. But I think it's, it's your, um, it's how, how you have been created. Uh, I strongly believe and I strongly, I, I also know that you are one kind of a person and you have like two sides inside you to develop. One thing is something that you cannot change. It's you. The other thing is your personality. But that one thing that you not, that you cannot change, uh, it's not even the soul. It's uh, much more than this. It's who you are. Yeah. And if you have been designed to, for example, like Mr. Bolt to run, I don't know how fast he runs his uh, 100 meter or 60 meter. I don't <laughs> very, very fast. <laughs> yeah. So. If, if you have been designed to do this and you, you have the chance in your life to discover that this is what you have been designed for. I mean, what, what is the a bigger gift than this than discovering what you have been designed for? And then you have your personality and this you can tweak and, and, and work on it. But that, that one part, which is really you. So the, 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 like Eckhart Tolle says, the, the I am. Yeah. This part, it's you. So if you allow it, if you allow this part to exist and you feel like you have like plenty of energy and you have like, that's you, then just allow it. You don't have to, to think, oh, I'm strange or weird guy or, um, I will not fit in the, in, in the, in the, in, in this world or something. No, that's you. You have been designed to do whatever you, you will discover to do. So that's the energy. That's the, the motivation behind it. And uh, that's what I feel. For some of our listeners, maybe, can you um, give them some piece of advice or maybe a tip on how to find this part? For me, I'm a musician. I make a living from music, um, but it needed some time to find. You also, you have your profession, you have your passion. It took some time to find it maybe or to allow it. Do you have some advice for our listeners who haven't found yes. it yet? By the way, I am also a musician. Oh, yes. Awesome. Nice to hear. Great. I was five years old and when my father bought a piano and it came from Japan and it went all the way by the boat uh, to, uh, to Congo. And then uh, my mother was like a uh, mus music family, the oldest, oldest sister. And, um, she was uh, teaching me piano. I didn't like it, uh, by the way, but, um, I have always have my piano, my kawaii next to me. But if you, if you, if you haven't found out what is like 
you're, you're doing here on this planet, you have a few things that you, you can do. First of all, is you go back in time and you just uh, write down what you were doing as a kid all the time until maximum like 14 years old or something. I don't know. It's, it, there's, there's a kind of a rule about it, but just feel and look what you have done as a kid. What, what, what were the dreams? And the answer is there. That's what I, by the way, do with my clients. That's, that's one way. Another way is go volunteer. Just go volunteer. Go work for free for someone. Like two weeks, two years, six months, whatever. But, but go volunteer. And also answers will come while you do that. It's about learning to, to just give yourself as a service to someone or something. And because of not thinking anymore, what, I'm, what, what do I have to do? What do I have to do? I want to find, I want to find. No, don't, don't go there. So that's another thing. Another, another uh, option is make music. <laughs> <laughs> make music. Why so? Why do, do, does one of our listeners just have to make music? Because when you make music or you dance uh, and, or you work with colors, It's like something which is coming from nature. It's coming from, yeah, sound is, uh, you know this as a musician, sound is everything. That's, that's the start of everything. So when you, when you engage in, 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 in sounds, in music, that's nothing and that's everything at the same time. Sound is nothing. It's silence. And at the same time, it's, it's the beginning of everything. So when you engage with, like dancing is the same. You just, jump into nothingness and answers are there. Painters, artists are very good in this. Sometimes, or many times, they lose themselves, of course, but answers are there. So that's why dancing and moving with your body and using your voice, these are like the, the primary uh, uh, talents that everyone got. So go use that. Amazing. Thank you for these insights, Bart. Um, we're already almost at the end of our conversation, but I have one last question for you. Um, we ask our every guest we have on our show to make a question for the next guest. So, first of all, you need to think of a question for our next guest, but, but our previous guest has one for you. His question was, are there any dreams you haven't realized yet? We don't have time to answer that question. So many dreams. Yes, I just came back before the podcast. My, my motorbike is broken. I have a 27 years old Africa twin in my, uh, in, and I'm born in Africa. So that's my bike. But I went to Andorra, Andorra in the mountains and I came back and motor uh, bike is broken. So, um, he said, what kind, because I'm thinking about buying a new one now. But he said, what kind of bike do you want? I said, I don't know. But one day I want to go to, uh, to Senegal from here, Spain, or I want to drive to, to India or to China. There are special, special 
um, uh, how do you call them? Like in, in America, the Route 66, but you have like, there are special roads, there are special um, r routes, routes, you mean, that you can just travel from Europe all the way to China. Yeah. yeah, and you pass in Mongolia and so on. Or you do the same with Africa. You go to Senegal, for example, with your own bike. Can you imagine what, what, does it, what it means? And then somewhere along the, the, the road and you, you sleep there, you, you go talk with, with African musicians. And that, that's one of the dreams. And I hear, Bart, that maybe this dream is not too far off, but I think there's a possibility you're one day going to do that. Yeah, that's, 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 that's maybe next month already. I can do this. But one of the big, big dreams that I had as a kid was to be on stage with my piano and perform. It's not that I haven't done this, this, but like being on stage with the piano and, and, and just share your message through music on stage. Thank you very much, Bart. Final question for you. What is your question for our next guest? Who's the next guest? <laughs> Who's the next guest? We're not going to tell. The previous guests didn't know that either. Okay. Okay. But how can I ask a question then? Um, um... Well, this podcast is about, is about growth, about entrepreneurial challenges and about overcoming them. Okay. Um... It's about growth, about how you overcome. About growth, about growth and about overcoming problems. So you can just ask, like, why did you start a business? Or you can make it very specific. It's just up to you. It's just up to you. I have a question. I have a good question. Awesome. I want to hear it. I'm going to write it down. Okay. So the question is, from what moment can we talk about real success? From what moment can we talk about real success? I got that. All right, Bart, thank you very much for joining us. We had a wonderful conversation. You had some wonderful insights we will never forget. And we hope to see you again soon. We hope you had a wonderful time. It was amazing. I want to thank you both, Sander and Didier, for this uh, amazing podcast. No worries. It was our pleasure. All right. Until next time. Thank you so much. Bye-bye, Sander, Didier.